0: On episode 203 of the Tennis Files podcast, you'll learn the top tips that I learned from a training session at the USCA National Tennis Center.
1: Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG empowers you to dominate the game learn more and purchase the Coco cg1 at newbalance.com welcome to the tennis Files podcast bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game and now here's your host Miraban iranshad hey
0: everyone this is Miraban and I'm back in the studio happy to be back for sure uh, I took a trip to Orlando and was there for a little bit and it's nice to be able to have my microphone that I usually use for these episodes. I'm not sure if you noticed any difference in the quality. You probably did, but in any case, uh, for this episode, I want to walk you through a private lesson that I took at the USCA National Tennis Center in Orlando, Florida. I think it'll be neat and a different kind of episode than normal, and then I'll give you Uh, actually nine different tips that I got from my lesson. And, um, you know, I'd stayed in Orlando for quite a bit. And then at the very last moment, essentially, you know, within the last few days of leaving, I decided to book a lesson at the uh, at the tennis center. And I just asked the front desk for a lesson. And then I gave them my playing history and level, and uh, interestingly enough, when the instructor came on the court, she said that they told her that I had not played for 10 years, but was a former college tennis player, which uh, I never said I hadn't played for 10 years, but (laughs) anyway, that's besides the point. I know you want to just mainly hear the tips, but uh, it was interesting. It was very hot. It was like 90 degrees plus. Uh, so, I definitely was hoping I would get through the lesson okay, but I brought a hydration drink uh to help me out. Uh, I think it was from precision hydration. I uh, just poured some into my water bottle, so I was good to go. but yeah, so my instructor came on to the court uh she was a younger former college college uh, tennis player named maria, and you know I'll be totally honest for a few seconds uh you know sometimes your brain goes into uh critical or negative mode. I was thinking or wondering, you know, how much I would learn from my instructor, but uh she was actually great. And what we did first, of course, was a short court warm up. I, I arrived a few minutes early and did some dynamic stretching like I always preach. So uh then we did the warm up like I said and then we hit from the baseline for a bit just down the middle so Maria could assess my strokes and whatnot. And then we did some cross-court forehands and backhands. And so we first started with the cross-court forehands, and Maria was encouraging me to hit through my forehand and in front more. I think she was noticing that I was kind of brushing. You know, I love to hit a lot of topspin on on my shots, um, but she was encouraging me to hit through the ball, which is uh, very valid, you know. I mean, there's obviously times where you want to... uh, hit a more offensive flat ball. And I think, um, you know, when I got some of those balls, she felt like I, I should have been hitting through them more rather than just spinning them back, um, into the court. But, and then on the backhand cross courts, uh, she noticed that my contact point wasn't always in the best place. You know, sometimes I was hitting the ball where the ball was hitting the more of like the top of the, the racket strings uh, area rather than, you know, the, the center. So we did work on that. And my backhand is not as strong as my forehand. Um, and it's interesting, you know, with the, uh, the footwork uh, on the backhand isn't As good as my forehand, as well. So, yeah, I think that was a really good reminder of trying to focus on the contact point. And that, you know, it's very interesting. And I've had, you know, quite a few instructors try to emphasize that and and ask me to present on that particular topic, the contact point, which really just tells you how important it is. So, I think if you can focus on having a consistent contact point alone, you know, even not considering anything else, that automatically causes you to move better and position yourself better and strike the ball at a more comfortable, um, you know, vicinity, uh, relative to where you are. Uh, so that that's that's great. And then after the the cross courts, we did a baseline game to six points, where uh, we would just kind of hit the first three balls down the middle of the point. Maria fed all of those. And then on the fourth shot, I would open up the court. So that was a good little game there uh, that I was able to win. I mean, not that that matters at all. Um, And then we did some volleys. Uh, uh, We warmed up our volleys. And after that, um, we did a four-ball volley drill. We did it, I believe it was cross-court each side, uh, so, the four balls, the first one started at the uh, behind the service line. And then on the fourth ball, I would uh, finish the, you know, hit a finishing volley. The first thing that Maria noticed on my volleys, which this has been a, a big help uh, moving forward, um, because I did practice with a friend after that, my friend Victor. And then I also uh, had a government league match the other day and I kept this in mind and my volleys were much better, is that she noticed that I was kind of letting the racket head drop uh, a bit too often uh, on the volleys. And that's why some of my volleys were not penetrating the court enough and I was losing some control. So as soon as she, she you know, gave me that tip and to, to let me be aware of that I was doing that, uh, I kept my my wrist a bit more um firm on the volleys in the sense of not letting the the racket head drop after impact so much Uh, I think naturally you know it'll drop a little bit you know sometimes but in any case just even thinking about trying to not let the racket head drop on the volleys was really great and immediately firmed up my volleys so I love that tip that was great and that's something that I think if you're struggling on getting enough depth on your volleys enough pop you want to think about that So uh, we did the cross, uh, we did cross court uh, four ball volley drill each side. And then we did a four ball drill starting from the baseline. So we'd go shot from the baseline and then an approach shot, then a deep volley, and then a finishing volley. And that was really great. And one tip that I got during this drill was to hit Strong approach shots; otherwise, the volley would be tough, and that was uh, very valid too. Because on some of these approach shots, I was kind of placing it a bit more, and not—I mean, you know, obviously placement is very important, but you know, I had the opportunity to be more aggressive on these balls and hit a more a heavier approach shot. And I, you know, in some of those cases, I was kind of just, you know, just hitting it to to hit the ball. I don't know if that you know, if that makes sense. But um, in any case, it's being more aggressive with that approach shot. And that doesn't mean trying to hit the lines or anything like that. Um, you know, just hitting it deep in the court, heavy, you know, it's an important point to, to think about because the better of an approach shot you hit, the easier volley you'll have uh, most of the time. And then uh, I got a reminder on the finishing volley to hit to the net player's feet so that was a great tip too uh, just to keep that in mind and you know when you're doing these drills as what i really like from maria is that she would constantly remind me that you know of strategy relative to like what we were imagining um the you know the points to be like so maria actually put um like a, a a basket of balls, an empty one on one end simulating uh, the doubles player at the baseline, and then like a bag near the net simulating an opponent at the net, uh, which just kind of helps when you're trying to be as realistic as possible during these drills. So, yeah, that was a good one. And then also just in general, kind of like i just said a little bit but thinking about where to hit shots based on the position of opponents so that's why you know on that finishing volley instead of hitting the ball back to a back cross court to the uh to the baseline player you want to mostly hit that to the net player and you don't want to let any sort of um i don't know how to say it like uh courtesies or whatever to, to make you avoid or of being scared of, of hitting it to the net player. You know, you just want to finish the point off and be smart about it and, and hit to that net player because they're going to have...
1: uh and then
0: i think at that point we had about 15 minutes or so left and then we went um i went to the other side with maria and we practiced um, my serve so i hit a bunch of serves and the main thing uh, of all the things that she recognized was just my my ball toss so you know at some points when i was asked to hit uh top spin or kick serves my toss wasn't placed quite as well as it could have been so that was a big uh emphasis for her to to get to get that ball placement correctly that ball toss in the right place behind the head to easier more easily generate top spin so uh and then what i really liked as well was uh we did Uh, Not only the serve, but then she added some drop feeding. So I would simulate the serve plus one where I would serve wide. And then Maria would drop the ball. And then I would hit a forehand to the open court. And uh, when we did this drill, after a few shots, uh, Maria noticed that on some of my serves, I wasn't balanced, you know, on the finish of the serve. Which is very important because, as she mentioned, you know, if you're not balanced then you're not going to be as ready as you could be for that return so if, if you hit the hit your serve and you're off balance and then somebody hits a well-placed return uh, your body is not in position to react uh, quickly so that is important and can make the difference between you winning or losing a point for sure um, and then yeah that was so that was the eighth tip actually to be balanced after the serve and then um the last tip was was yeah it was actually we kind of covered it hitting the serve wide and then hitting the plus one to the open court and then on occasion you can uh hit the ball back behind the the returner to wrong foot them if they're used to you hitting uh hitting into the open court so yeah that was pretty much the lesson uh i don't know how long this <laughs> uh, episode took really uh, to go through that, but I enjoyed the lesson and, you know, a lot of these points, you know, you, if I had not taken that lesson, I wouldn't have, you know, discovered it until, you know, later on. And I, I really do think that, you know, if you have the opportunity to to take a lesson with a, um, with a good instructor, who can look at you your, you and your game and give you these tips that they are well worth the, the cost of the lesson. Uh, I think they charge about 70 bucks uh, at the USC National Tennis Center, so pretty reasonable too a uh, beautiful facility there as well. They're not paying me, you know, to say any of this stuff, but, uh, if, if any of you have the chance to go there, then I definitely would go. I mean, they have like a hundred courts there. Like I'm not exaggerating. They actually have a hundred tennis courts and then they have a bunch of, um, other, I, I forget It's like Padel and, and pickleball courts and stuff. But yeah, it was pretty cool because, uh, I think a lot of, you know, Jorge Capistani who's a, a great coach and uh person, uh, a guest of the podcast and the summit and he hooked me up with Mick from uh the National Tennis Center and Mick gave me a tour and it was awesome cuz I got to actually finally meet uh Satoshi Ochi who is the head strength and conditioning coach over there as well as Dave Ramos who does a lot of great work there and is uh you know he actually when I met Uh, Dave he was preparing like a presentation for Coco Golf I think it was on strategies against her next opponent so and and it was pretty cool their setup over there so yeah just really neat I really enjoyed going there um, and taking that lesson and I wish I had played there even more so just want to recap these nine lessons that I learned uh, during my private lesson (laughs) and they are Uh, Hit through the forehand and in front. So pretty much be aggressive with your forehand. Um, Be aware of the backhand contact point, uh, you know, hitting, uh, just positioning your body and your feet and everything so that you can hit the ball at the proper contact point. Uh, And then uh, keeping the racket head up after contact on volleys, super important if you want to have a solid volley. The fourth one is to hit strong approach shots, otherwise you'll have a tougher volley to deal with. Tip number five from the lesson is hit the finishing volley to the net player's feet. Number six is think about where to hit your shots based on the position of your opponents, especially when you're drilling. You want to pretend, you know, if you're uh, a doubles player mainly that, you, you know, when you're drilling there's an opponent at at the net on one side, and you know at the baseline on the other side, or whatever configuration you want, it just makes it more real uh realistic. And then number oop number number uh, seven is your serve toss. You really do want to think about your serve toss and place it properly. I mean, oftentimes that's the biggest issue. Like especially when you're you know you're double faulting in a match, you want to just kind of figure out are you actually tossing the ball in the proper place relative to the type of serve you want to hit. Number eight is to be more balanced after the serve so that you're prepared to hit the opponent's return if there is one that comes back. And number nine is to implement the serve wide plus one, which is uh, usually hitting to the open court. So those are the lessons that I learned from a private lesson at the USCA National Tennis Center. Uh, This was a short but sweet episode, I think. Uh, Sometimes I don't know how long I've been talking for, so this could be a two-hour episode. No, I don't think so. Um, Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this little sneak peek into a private lesson that I took, and I just love learning from coaches and getting pointers and, and improving my game. That's really what it's all about. And, and once again, you know, this investing in yourself and your game. It's, it's really fantastic. You know, when you make that investment and then you get these, um, these pieces of advice that you can then train and implement in your game and then play much better. I mean, it's, you know, these things are priceless, you know, in terms of the joy it gives of somebody for, uh, for improving. So Anyways, that's all for this episode and I'm looking forward to bringing you all some great episodes to come and I wish you all the best. And uh, just to close, if you all um, enjoyed this podcast episode, I really would appreciate it if you would subscribe to the Tennis Files podcast. So just hit that subscribe button in your podcast app of choice that you use to listen to the show. Also want to leave you with a quote as I often do at the end of the show. And this one is by Tyra Banks, a well-known model. Um, a Tyra, oh I mean, businesswoman and and you know a lot of other things, great entrepreneur. Um, Tyra said, never dull your shine for somebody else. Love that. Definitely, definitely follow this piece of advice. Uh all right. Well, okay, I think this is actually it now. <laughs> Um, I'm done with the clothes and really excited to um, be back. You know, had a great vacation, but um, ready to go to work for you all. So uh, wishing you all the best and be safe and play a lot of tennis and keep improving your game. This is
1: Mirabon signing out. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.